Hey, welcome. This is Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a Hall of Fame financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Why do you need your Social Security login and why do you need it right now? Our gift to you today for tuning in to today's episode, covering this Social Security topic, waiting for you right now. Go to winningatlife.com slash podcast 25, winningatlife.com slash podcast 25. Have you signed up for your account at the Social Security website, ssa.gov? What happens is you go there and you create an account, you get your login, you make up a password, it'll confirm you with your with your cell phone number, and you got to type in the little code, and you're all set up and good to go. Before Gregory gets into the important stuff on why you actually need to set it up, and if you hadn't set it up, you need to do it within the next 24 hours, probably when you get home, you need to go do this. It doesn't take long, but let's go over what's actually in the statement here. And then I reprinted out my official Social Security statement from today. And my estimated payments have fallen by about $400 a month because it tells you your payment would be about X dollars a month at full retirement age. And it says that at the top, front and center on the first page, too, because we know that's what you're looking for. And there's a bigger breakdown on page two down here. But as it turns out, I made almost exactly the amount, same amount of money from 2016 to 2017. The big difference, though, is Gregory and Jude have got my business structured and, and... Got me with all these write-offs and keeping my tax hit as low as possible. It looks like on paper my income's gone down. So the number that they use to plug in for the rest of my working career for the next 25-something years is what they're they're plugging in. That's why my payment actually looks like it goes down. But, hey, they just give you the numbers they're working with. And my death date, about the same. So that's sort of the update from there. That and they changed this logo in the corner. Look at that, huh? They put a little black circle around it. I'm keeping an eye on improvements. Yep. Were you expecting the death date to be extended? Uh, hoping was probably the better word. Hoping, you know, yeah. you got sort of fingers crossed. But now that uh, it's it was just one tenth off of what it was last year. Yeah, it's one of the things we've I've been talking about in public events whenever I speak to the public, and we've talked about it on the radio show Saturday in the past, and we're going to do it again. See, it's important for you to have access to your social security statement. If you're under age 60, you probably have never received one. And that's a reason to go to ssa.gov. Let's see, what is that? Yeah, forward slash my account and sign up for it. For example, somebody coming in for a meeting with us, if they're over 60, they may have received it in the mail if they've not set up their account. If they would go and then... That's one of the things we ask for is your recent Social Security statement so we can see what your numbers are. And it, it might be because, well, I don't know what I did with it, Gregory. I'll look for it. Well, go to ssa.gov and sign up for the account. You can print it with the most recent information. One of the main reasons we're having people do this, and it, and, and it can be more so, it depends on each group because I've got two two core reasons I like to give you as a reason to turn it on. If you're of Social Security age, meaning you can turn on benefits, I suggest it to protect your account. We recently had a story about a lady that went to turn on her account and she couldn't turn it on because it was already 
turned on. And it turned out that they had waited about a month after her 67th birthday to then go in and turn on the Social Security benefit and get the retroactive, get the go back and get the previous six months in a lump sum. So by the time, and she notified Social Security, so by the time they figured it out, $19,000 had been taken out of the account. Basically, they went in and changed the email address, changed the phone number and the bank, but Social Security online would not let them change the address. And then a notification came in the mail that they had made these changes. So one of the main reasons to turn on that account is to do so before somebody else does. And then like you did, James, you went and looked at last year's and reprinted this year's and you saw there was a change and there was a change in the amount credited for your social security earned income because you saw that your benefit had dropped. Yes. And the reason why is less was credited this past year, which made your benefit go down. And that's the second reason I suggest people turn it on. So that's meaning you're still working age. You you have earned income is to make sure you're properly credited for the amount of social security earned income. And therefore, you because that's one of the things, well, what made it go down? Well, yeah, you're showing less earned income because you have a number of tax-saving strategies which drop that down. So Social Security is going to assume you're making less money going forward. And that's one of the reasons, that's the second main reason I suggest making that change is so you can go look at it every year and, and you can look up to, what is it, three years three months and 15 days back to make sure it's accurate. Well, what about if I'm beyond that? Well, then that's what it's going to be because that's the rule that they have that you can go back and change that. And I, I get a lot of people that are kind of worried about, Oh, I don't do anything online. That's not secure. It, it worries me. I, I don't pay bills or anything. Well, I suggest here, it, look, it is a safe site. It requires a username and a strong password. And there's something annoying they're going to ask you to do, make you do, is change it every six months. I have so many accounts that requires me to do that. But that is for your protection. Each login requires a unique code sent by text or email for an extra layer of protection. You can set up some additional identity verification questions. I think you instead of saying, oh, I'm not going to do that. I suggest you do before somebody else does. So not doing it is a riskier option out there. Now, go back to the Equifax hack back in 2017. Mm -hmm. They captured a lot of people's information. Guess who Social Security uses for verification of your identity? Your credit records. Equifax. Mean, yeah. So means somebody out there might have your information to go set up your social security account. When are they really wanting to do it when you turn 67? Once right. you've got beyond FRA, so they can grab the lump sum check and run off and maybe get a few months check before you figure it out, before you get notified in that case. Now, if you did freeze your credit files to protect, you need to unfreeze them so that you can set up your account then you could go back and freeze them. You're going to need that pin 
number. Once the account is set up, you can access the latest Social Security statement on demand, and you can start looking at your earnings. Now, you, uh, another reason for doing this is, you know, the Medicare cards are being updated, and you're getting a Medicare number instead of your Social Security number. So if you've not received that yet, when you go and sign up for your Social Security account, you're going to be given that Medicare PIN. I guess that's your third reason if you're of Medicare age to go ahead and set that up. And I just challenge you to go do that before somebody else does. The passwords are good. You have to change them. They're not going to figure it out. You're not cashing checks through Social Security or they're, you know, it's people, it's safe. And this is the day and age you need to get used to doing this stuff and using complicated passwords and such and a system to keep up with them or keep them in a safe place if your brain can't hold them all. But get this done. Well, the security protocols have been updated. When I set this up about a year and a half ago, um, I went back and I, I checked in on it a couple times just for purposes of the show, and I didn't used to have to put in the, the code that they would send to your phone. But now every time you're gonna, I, I log into this, they send me a code with my phone. It's a two-factor authentication every time now. It used to just be when I changed my password and also had to do it again uh, to reset my password. But now I have to do it every single time. So they've give government credit. We beat them up a lot, but they've responded to some security issues. They've upped their security games. I don't know if it's theater or it just makes me feel better, but at least they're making an attempt here. So, for example, if they're sending it to your phone, you're the only one going to get the pin, Mm -hmm. which is another layer that's really good. So if you're the only one that receives a pin, somebody, if somebody's hacking you, they have to have your phone to do that right or somehow have backdoor access to your text but it's, yeah. it's one of those quick texts where you don't even have to unlock your now, phone it's on the front screen and it's eight digits yeah. type and that's in. the reason for you to do it first instead of them because then they've got control of all that john calling from columbus you're next up on winning at life with gregory ricks how can we help you john uh yes gregory what my question i guess is is i'm I was involved in an accident in July, and I filed for a disability. I'm 61 years old. I have 25 years in our state retirement, so I can retire uh, from from the actual uh, pension plan. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out with Social Security, will I receive any benefits from them by being on disability or um, where I stand, I guess? Now, the state job that you had was Social Security benefits deducted from your payroll check. Correct. They've been deducted, I guess, for the 25 years that I've worked. And that's in addition to you working for the state and having a pension with the state as well. So you have Social Security benefits that were being deducted from your check. So That's what? Right. So you filed for disability. Has that had a decision made yet? Well, the only thing that I've gotten so far is that they have ruled favorably, but I haven't got, they said I had like the next 60 days to get notified from the local office. 
Okay. So real quick answer is, yeah, you're going to get disability benefits on Social Security, and it should be based upon your full retirement age number. And when you get to full retirement age, your disability is going to automatically convert to Social Security. Check with your state pension and see if there's any benefits available as well. Rusty? Rusty's calling from over in Baton Rouge. How can we help you on winning at life with Gregory Ricks, Rusty? Well, I think it's great what Greg was talking about with people putting money away. Sounds like a very defensive move to plan. And if uh, and I just want to say I called uh, Cassidy's office the other day about the uh, Social Security, and they said, you know, they're worried about it being solvent, and they're talking about increasing the age so you can get it maybe to 70 or so. And uh, I remember when my little ones were small, we put the tub on for them. The first thing they would do would be put the plunger in the bottom of the tub so they could fill it up versus stopping people from dipping from the top. And that's what I asked you. How come you're not worried about the drain on Social Security with people that haven't put into it? But that's a whole other subject. But my point is, why all these contingencies and put your money away? And he's got this great calendar and this great spreadsheet. How about the people start calling their senators and congressmen and trying to get that age lowered? I'd like to know what the how much more money I would have if I got Social Security at 60, if I got Social Security at 59. Let's talk about turning the clock backwards versus what the, the common people are doing, this poor thing, saving every penny to put in Social Security or put their money away so they'll have something. Then let's turn that clock back like it used to be and stop the drain on it and give it to the people that are actually contributing to it. I'd love to see a spreadsheet on that one. I missed a step in there. You you want to lower? He wants to lower the starting age to take Social Security benefits. I think when the law was set up, it started at 62. I may be wrong on that because I'd have to go back and look at that part of the law. But this thing's been starting at 62 for a long time. And this isn't supposed to be your sole source of income. And when you do turn it on at 62, you could be drawing on it for 30 years or more. And 100%? Well, you're not going to be at 100% starting at 62. We, we, we have a mathematical problem here. It's amount of money going in versus what's coming out. And we don't have enough money going in to support the coming out. The math is not good. It's an upside-down pyramid, just like pensions are turning out to be for companies that were once big, shrinking. Now, earlier in today's show, we talked about the problem with Sears, and one of them is, is, the, is a big problem is their underfunded pension because they're a much smaller company than when they used to be the number one employer of people in this country. Now, Social Security is going to get fixed with a tax increase. But even if they change FRA number up, and it's 67 is the highest age for those born after 1960, you're basically starting at 67. But you can still turn it on at 62. Why are you penalized? Because you're drawing it for a much longer period of time. So there's an adjustment for that. And I challenge you that if you're turning it on at FRA at age 66, you're drawing it for a heck of a long time, most likely. Life expectancy is increasing, not reducing. If people were dying, everybody's dying at 68, 69, at 72, that they were back at the turn of the century, or even when this was created, life expectancy was not to be drawn very long into it. And it was initially had to cover people that came from the farms, you know, picking the crops 
and everything. And that, and we used to our country used to be agricultural based. Then we shifted into the industrial revolution, and people didn't have means to support themselves. So that's why there is a minimal benefit. So in and I'll just say those that are drawing on it that didn't put in, they're not getting that much. And for a worker that has a non-working spouse or does not have the 40 credits that they need, do get to draw a spousal benefit. But that's based on the worker's income as well. So from a system, people aren't showing up here and drawing oodles of money without having worked in the system. There, it's more like a, a small stipend, but it sure isn't going to get the job done there. And I think we need more money put in the system. That tax increase hasn't been done for over 30 years. 1983 was, yeah. Yeah. We, we can afford to contribute more. Now, on the higher end, I'm not for those high-income earners to keep getting hit more because it also means they're going to take more out as well. I don't think we need there. What I think we need and what we have as a people here as a country is an opportunity to create our own awesome retirements. People do not think about the word retirement correctly and 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 what it really means and what it really means to me is options that I don't have to go and make earned income. I'm creating other income and I can have a wonderful life. It can be at the level, and my wonderful life might be different from what you think, what James thinks, what Fred down the street thinks, or Susie up in Oxford, what she thinks. It, it, it's what we visualize, what we want it to be there. And that's what we should be thinking about and how to achieve what we visualize for it and creating ourselves options. And it doesn't have to be that we're living large. You might be, you know, all I need is $1,500 a month, and I'm good. Well, that's what they should be striving for and make that happen. Appreciate your comments and contribution to the show. Thanks, Rusty. Boy, he sounded pretty fired up. Uh, love that. Yeah, well, and that's it. He's got his take. I have mine, and I, I understand his. <laughs> we're not going... The government's not going in that direction and can't afford to. Then if we're going to start it earlier and pay out for much longer, then we need a much larger increase on the payroll taxes. And being it's not been increased since 1983, which means if we get, you know, it's what, 12 and a half, something like that, we're probably getting right. it bumped up to close to about 15% on the split. I think it needs overall to go about 28 percent overall to fix it for the next 75 years but i don't want it to be like italy that we're paying 30 percent of our payroll to social security benefits that's something i think is totally out of work whack and also creates a lack of people wanting to work hard as well ann covington you're on winning at life with gregory ricks what can we do for you ann Rick, um, I have a question regarding um, drawing from Social Security. If I am older than my husband and we are divorced, at what age can I draw on his Social Security before I draw on mine? What year were you born? I was born in 59 and he was born in 61. 
Your benefit as a divorced spouse is equal to one half of your ex-spouse's full retirement amount if you start receiving benefits at your full retirement age. This benefit does not include any delayed retirement credits your ex-spouse may be eligible for. If you're eligible for retirement benefits on your own record and divorced spouse's benefits, they'll pay the retirement benefit first. If the benefit on your ex-spouse's record is higher, you will get an additional amount on your ex-spouse's record so that the combination of the benefit equals that higher amount. One other part up here. First off, we have to assume that you were married at least 10 years or longer to be eligible. So it, that is the number, 10 years or longer. You can receive benefit on the ex-spouse's record even if they have remarried. If you are unmarried, 62 years of age or older, the ex-spouse is entitled to Social Security retirement or disability benefits and the benefit you are entitled to receive based on your work record is less than the benefit that you would receive based on your ex-spouse's work. Because one reason I ask the year of birth, because there is a difference if you're born before or after January 2nd of 1954. So in this case, if you were born before January 2nd of 54 and have already reached full retirement age, you can choose to receive only the divorced spouse's benefit and delay receiving your retirement benefit until a later date. Now, Anne's birth year was 1959, she stated, and this is the reason I asked her that, because if your birthday is January 2nd, 1954 or later, the option to take only one benefit at full retirement age no longer exists. If you file for one benefit, you're effectively filing for all benefit options. So that means filing for all retirement or spousal benefits. So when you go to turn that on, you're, that is being turned on. So the other part that wasn't mentioned, because we get, when you ask a question, there's still a lot of rules. So you've got to be married for 10 years and divorced for two to apply for that benefit as well. There you go. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Our gift to you covering this social security topic waiting for you right now. Go to winningatlife.com slash podcast 25, winningatlife.com slash podcast 25. But I do have a day job that goes with that. I'm a financial advisor, money manager. IRA, Sherpa, in a sense, help people with all these types of questions regarding the required minimum distributions, how to handle rollovers, how to set it up, how to grow it. Where are you on your financial path? Do you know where you're headed? How is it going to look when you get there? What is your risk number? My office number is 504-832-9200 or go to gregoryricks.com. Thanks for hanging out today. We do this six days a week. Catch all of our episodes live and on podcast with winningatlife.com and the Winning at Life app. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. 
AE Wealth Management, Gregory Ricks and Associates, WJ Blanchard Law LLC, Jay Heath and Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. We are Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. Induction of an individual into Advisors XL Hall of Fame is based on a financial professional's cumulative annuity production. It is not indicative of the individual's knowledge, experience, or past or future performance. Advisors XL is an independent marketing organization located in Topeka, Kansas.